episode 70, the key to stop eating your feelings. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Hello there, ladies. Emotional eating, eating your feelings. It's around us everywhere. You are likely doing it. And how much you do of it will absolutely impact your weight loss results. So I decided to do this topic this week because two reasons. First, I am watching it in my five-year-old recently. For many of you who know, I started this journey after I had gestational diabetes with my pregnancy with my now five-year-old. I also had preeclampsia, was on a heart monitor, and she had a protein uptake deficiency on her newborn screen. (laughs) So we went through a lot of complications with that pregnancy. But the moment that changed everything for me was when she went to sugar and started throwing fits when she couldn't get the candy. And that's when I started this whole journey. And I've watched her evolve through the years. As a coach, I try not to be creepy or over the top, but I love to watch her brain and watch it unfold. And recently I have been watching a phenomenon occur and thinking about it from the mindset standpoint. And here's what happens, ladies. She'll be playing, she'll be doing her own thing, she's great. And then she hits that moment of lull in the activity. And she doesn't say it. But I can now tell she's going to come to me from boredom. It may not even be full boredom. It's just like a little absence of excitement, maybe. And she'll say to me, Mommy, I'm hungry. I need something to eat. And it's happened enough times now that I've caught on to it. I'm calling it boredom because it probably is on that spectrum of boredom. But it is a feeling that's hitting her because she'll have just finished lunch. It doesn't matter. It'll hit at any point. And here's why this matters to you, because what's occurred in my brain is I'm sure that's what happened with every single one of us on some format and how we handle that and how we were taught to handle that when we were young is why we are where we are today. Now, I'm not blaming your parents. They didn't know. They probably did the same things. But because we have a little more mind management now, we can look at why we eat our feelings and how to stop eating our feelings. So I look at my five-year-old and I'm like, what can I teach her and also teach the little girl in me to change this right now? Because ladies, her story isn't that different than mine. We are out in Colorado at our family's cabin right now. And I took over the family management of it last year. And it's been so amazing. We come out here. We're so excited to be on vacation. We're excited to come here. But it was amazing yesterday because my husband and I, the closer we got, the more agitated and frustrated we got. When we walked into the cabin in the past, when I wasn't in charge of it, every little thing didn't bother me that was wrong. And now it's this spot where you walk in and instead of a relaxation, you're like a little frustrated, annoyed, and an angst of all the things that you need to look at that need to be fixed, changed, navigated while you're out here. And this is spring break. This is supposed to be the fun. And in that moment yesterday, ladies, yesterday alone, 
My husband was huffing and puffing. I was texting it on my phone, trying to figure out how to get the place plowed and how to fix certain things. And I noticed a bag of Twizzlers that my husband had bought. I kid you not, ladies, I ate the rest of the bag before I even noticed it. And I've been doing this work for a while. Eating our feelings is so common, such an ingrained part of us. For those of us who struggle with weight, especially my ladies who are overweight or in the obese category, we've been doing this for a while. We've been fixing feelings with food. We've been coping with our lives with food. And I wanna share with you that the action of eating the food comes from the feelings. I didn't know this always. Medicine didn't teach me this. This is life coaching. (laughs) To learn to stop eating your feelings means to first recognize that it is your feelings that are driving you to eat. And some of you may be in the beginning of this journey and you're like, well, how do I even know that? I'm gonna give you a few easy tools today to start recognizing emotional eating or eating your feelings. And it starts with this, plan out your eating in advance. So here's the thing, ladies. When we don't plan our eating in advance, we literally let whatever feeling is driving us determine our eating right when it's happening. So that might look like I'm on a diet. I promise. I don't know that I eat my feelings because when I'm on a diet, I can eat on the plan. Right. But if a strong feeling comes up, you're going to switch what you eat and you're going to tell yourself it's okay because it's on the diet. We often do this with things like I just had cheese or apple for a snack instead. Ladies, snacking is always emotional in origin. You don't need it. Your body doesn't need it if you're eating a energized eating plan and eating foods that energize your body. So when you set the plan in advance, And then when you want to change it, break it, negotiate with it, argue against it, you can know that it's a feeling that has inserted itself right there into your weight loss journey. And what you're telling yourself is that food will fix this. Food will fix the feeling I'm feeling right now, except it doesn't. So yesterday, when I grabbed the Twizzlers and ate the Twizzlers from the feeling of frustration, did I feel any better after I ate the Twizzlers? No, all my thoughts were still there that led me to frustration to begin with. Those didn't change. Now I was just more frustrated because I'm like, why the heck did I eat a bag of Twizzlers? I know better than this. The frustration remained. It didn't fix the feeling. One of my favorite thoughts that we practice over and over again in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss is food doesn't fix that. Food doesn't fix feelings. And I can tell myself that, but sometimes still when those emotions get really high, I go there. It's less frequent. Why? Because I have a lot of tools that stop me from doing that. I have a lot of ways to look at this, which I didn't before. It's why when you start a diet, you're like, how long can I willpower, white knuckle, and be in motivation? We coached on this this last week with a lady who's been in coaching for a long time. She said, I just don't know. I want to be motivated 24-7. That feeling will not be in your body 24-7. I wasn't motivated yesterday, and this morning I woke up tired and probably a little grumpy if you want to know the truth. Motivation wasn't high on my list. Yet I'm still here recording my podcast, getting everything ready, because I know how to manage my feelings. And that starts with telling myself food doesn't fix that and creating a plan for my eating in advance. Now, the other thing I want you to recognize is that when you plan your eating in advance, you are using a feeling to plan that eating. 
right? I tell my ladies do it first thing in the morning or the night before whenever you're in higher energy and motivation. Because when we look at the day ahead, we're like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I'm going to eat this and this and this and this. These are my meals. The feeling is likely motivated then. The feeling is calm. It's not reactive to what's happening in your life in the moment. And don't think that you can't do this with diet foods too, ladies. It's still eating your feelings. So the biggest key to stop eating your feelings is to first recognize the feelings that drive you to eat. And you do that by planning your eating in advance and looking at what's happening and the feelings that are driving you when you want to break that plan. That is the biggest key to stop eating your feelings. And for some of you, that might be right where you're at. If you're just starting this journey, I would recommend doing that this week. Just stop there. Tell yourself, okay, I'm going to plan my meals in the mornings. I'm going to plan it with the thought, ladies, I eat to energize my body. That's what we do in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. Not I eat to cope with life. I eat to fix frustration. I eat to cure boredom. I eat to energize my body and then create your plan in advance. For those of you who are ready to take this to the next level, I want to share with you that once you learn to recognize what feelings drive you, you have two options. And those all exist in a simple tool that we use in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss called the Think, Feel, Eat Cycle. Think, Feel, Eat Cycles say this, the way that you eat is created by your feelings, but your feelings are created by your thoughts. So to stop eating your feelings means to recognize the think, feel, eat cycle you're eating from and change it to a think, feel, eat cycle that's aligned with the weight loss results you desire. And I will tell you, as we came out here, I wrote my ladies in our private Facebook group. I always like to write them before the weekends because weekends tend to be times when people's feelings change, people's thoughts about food change. Monday's motivation, weekends not so much. So I always try to give them a little extra inspiration before the weekends. And what I wrote to them about this week was this. We're headed to the cabin. If you guys have followed the podcast for a bit, you may know that my mother loves to bring Oreo cookies, partially for me, because she knows I like them. More so for my daughter, because she really knows she likes them. And in the past, the Oreo cookies have been a bit of an issue. In fact, last year I was looking back at my videos, it was cracking me up. I was like, here's my section of food and here's my mother's. It was like all this healthy stuff, then just next to it, just bags of chips and cookies. I said, we are the average American family. We're no different. And what I said to my ladies is this time I'm going to do it a little different because when we go on things like vacations, I'd like to just create simple plans for myself to test them. And I said, my commitment this week is that every time I find myself over by the Oreo cookies, I'm going to do a think, feel, eat cycle. That's it. I'm going to ask myself, what am I feeling and why am I feeling that way? And then I'm going to ask myself, is food the answer? Does food fix this? It's exactly how we practice Think, Feel, Eat cycles in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. When you have already created the plan and you recognize yourself trying to break it, trying to argue against it, trying to change it, then you just simply ask yourself, why? It's really simple. And either a thought or a feeling will come up for you. Some of my ladies are really good with their thoughts. Some of my ladies are really good with their feelings. It may look like because I'm annoyed. That was me yesterday. Why am I annoyed? because this is vacation and I wanna relax and I'm telling myself there's so much to do. That was the think, feel, eat cycle ladies that took me to eating the rest of the Twizzlers, okay? The circumstance was we walked into a cabin 
Everything after that was at my discretion. My thought was, I don't get to relax. I want to relax and there's so much work to do. The feeling was frustrated. And because I'm a person who learned to eat my feelings and was pretty dang good at that for a very long time, I ate the Twizzlers. But then afterwards, I asked myself, did food fix it? No, I can recognize it. Every time I recognize it, I redirect my brain a little bit. Our brains are very complicated and beautiful and complex. And here's what I know. We've got old brain chatter in there. We've got old brain networks that say, go to food to fix that, go to food to fix that. But I can change that by recurrently practicing new thoughts, learning how to feel feelings without going to food, and that will drive my action. Habits don't stick, ladies, if your thoughts and feelings aren't aligned with them. That's why you tell yourself just, I'll make a list and I'm gonna do it for 30 days and I promise it'll stick. But your thoughts and feelings have to align with it. Your think, feel, eat cycle has to be correct. Because if all you try to do is change the eating, you're gonna battle yourself for life and it will create that miserable weight loss journey that we all wanna get out of. We don't wanna fix feelings with food. We just do it naturally because likely we've been doing it since we were five years old. Likely we learned this behavior. And I've watched people, I've watched, you know, my naturally thin friends. I watch people very closely to see this because on some level, we all do this. It's natural to do it because our brains get reward through food, right? We have to want to eat or otherwise we die. So our biology makes us want food. We say we get dopamine hits. That's a reward-based neurotransmitter through food. It's not that people who are naturally thin don't get that same reward. It's just that they don't go to food to fix those things. They don't use food to fix their feelings. They may look forward to dinner, but they're not already thinking about and getting excited about the next meal at dinner time. They're not thinking about where their next exciting emotion or positive feeling is gonna come from being food in the next moment. Watch a naturally thin person around you. They get some reward from food, but they generally don't on the same level turn to food to fix feelings. And for those of us who've done this for a long time, it's scary to give that up, right? It's our crutch, it's our coping tool. I just did a webinar and I shared some of my favorite thoughts that my ladies have shared in the group with us about what food fixed. And they're kind of silly and they're kind of ironic. But the truth is we all believe food is like what gets us through. So I want to share with you that if you're scared to give this up, you're not alone. But when you recognize that you can feel feelings without food and that food is actually not fixing those feelings to begin with, they're still there and maybe likely stronger after you eat things that you're telling yourself you shouldn't eat, it actually creates a lightness. Your brain will go to other places to get reward. Your life will become more full because you're no longer letting food be the step in to fix those feelings. Now I could do about 20 podcast episodes on different variations of this. I decided to nail it down to this today and I'll do further podcast episodes on this ladies, but feelings aren't necessarily a problem, okay? So feeling a feeling without food is not going to actually hurt you. Changing your thoughts about food being the answer is where you get the actual freedom. You have to go back to the think line of the think, feel, eat cycle to change that. 
So I want to give you a couple examples because I know this can feel a little abstract, but the freedom that comes from practicing think, feel, eat cycles and intentionally creating think, feel, eat cycles that create the result you desire is to remove the misery, the deprivation, and a lot of the hardness of weight loss. You'll lose more weight and the process will feel lighter and more aligned with who you want to be. And that is beautiful. That will change not just your weight loss journey. I always tell my ladies, we're about to change your weight, but more importantly, we're about to change your life because there's reasons you're going to food to fix feelings. Yesterday, I ate Twizzlers to fix frustration. It didn't fix it. My daughter goes to asking for a snack when she gets a little bored. It doesn't change the boredom. She still has to figure out an activity to do right after she eats it. So for those of you who wonder how I'm doing this with her, a five-year-old who doesn't quite understand think, feel, eat cycles, she's pretty smart, but she's not there yet. My goal is to help change that brain pattern before it develops on the level that we experience it at. And here's how I do that. Oh, honey, how are you feeling right now? And it's really interesting. She'll say hungry for boredom. And like, is your tummy rumbling? No, there's just nothing to do. Ladies, she just told me the thought error that was driving her to eat. It's so simple. Oh, is your tummy rumbling? That's hungry. She doesn't even know what hungry really is. Isn't that amazing? Like she thinks in her head it's boredom. I want you to just take a moment and think about that for yourself because it takes away so much of the self-hate when you realize that just as a kid, you, you didn't even know the difference between hungry and boredom. You didn't even know what those sensations feel like. And you literally just started inserting food and have likely done it your whole life. You just learned the wrong lesson. It's so simple to change, but you've got years of brain chatter in the back of your head that says, yeah, but remember when this happened, you turned to food. Uh, remember when that went down? Remember food, food was your friend then. Mm, food was your pick me up. Nah, you got a crappy day. Those are all the wrong think, feel, eat cycles. That's all it is showing up. So I have her first acknowledge what she's feeling. And then I say, oh, well, honey, food doesn't fix that, right? Food isn't gonna be the answer to that. Food is the answer to your tummy rumbling. Food isn't the answer to there's nothing to do. Separate them out, ladies. It sounds simple for a five-year-old, but I bet your stories are very similar. If you're eating from boredom, there's likely the thought behind it that there's nothing to look forward to. It's a little downtime. This is a great pick-me-up. It's just the wrong think-feel-eat cycle. When your thought is food is my pick-me-up and you're feeling bored, you're likely going to use food to get you a pick-me-up when you're bored. You have to change the thought first, and then you don't have to battle yourself through this journey. The two biggest feelings that I still see myself fix with food at times are restlessness in the afternoon and tiredness and frustration at night. I have a whole podcast episode on my gratitude jar. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it, especially if you struggle at night with being frustrated and tired, which so many of my moms do. Instead of just telling yourself, a little snack will distract me, or just eating before you even notice it, you can recognize the feeling and change the thoughts. In the afternoon, it's generally when I'm working really hard on something and I want a little like space from it and I don't know how to shut my brain off for a minute. And here's what I'll find. I'll find myself circling the kitchen. I work from home now. So I'm like, I'm circling, I'm circling. Why am I circling? Because I want like to shut off my brain for a moment and go into that very lower brain comfort. Right? It's that lower brain comfort that drives us to get dopamine hits. It's that little reward. You won't say, I want a reward from food. You'll say, ooh, that sounds good. And that itself is just a thought error, ladies. So I will be spending this week doing think, feel, eat cycles 
around Oreos. This week, ladies, that I'm recording this podcast is officially four years ago when I started my blog. Now, I didn't start with weight loss. I had a mom blog first. So it took me about a year and then I got into weight loss because I love it. It's my passion. And I want you to know that it still hits in my brain years later. The beauty of it, though, is it's less frequent, it's more in control, and I have the tools to change it. And because of that, I don't have to be perfect. We practice progress over perfection, but I'm aligned so much of the time that those become the outliers. Those become the times I notice and my results allow me to live at my healthy weight goals. So for those of you who are just starting out and you're like, hey, I know I eat my feelings. I know I eat for comfort. I know I eat when I'm bored. I know I eat when I'm frustrated. I know I eat when I'm annoyed. I know I eat when I'm tired. I know all of my diets fail because of that. I'm well-intentioned, but I fail because I can't stick to it with these feelings that come up. I want you to start by just making yourself a plan. Plan in advance with the thought, I eat to energize my body. Commit to writing it down because you'll never recognize the feelings you're eating if you don't commit in advance. You'll make decisions based off the feelings in the moment and you won't think that you do it unless it's a massive outlier. When you start creating that plan with the think, feel, eat cycle that says I eat to energize my body, you're calm and motivated. When you create it, the eating plan will be exactly what you need. And then when you went to argue with it or change it or negotiate it, or your husband wants something different, or you don't feel like what you planned, that's what we'll say. "Mm, It just didn't sound good anymore. That's a feeling driving that action, ladies. Then you can start looking at your think, feel, eat cycles. Hone in first, getting the plan going. Then ask yourself why you want to argue with it, change it, negotiate with it, make it something different than what you had planned. There will be a thought and a feeling in there. You may just catch one, you may catch both. For those of you who are further along in this journey, in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, we practice think, feel, eat cycles. And I will tell you, in my Mastering Maintenance group, this is one of their biggest works, to learn to live at maintenance without the constant loss regain cycles and live there with ease means to actually change your thoughts about food to align with you as the healthiest version of you, to recognize the feelings that you turn to food to fix and tell yourself food doesn't fix that and fix the real problem instead. So for those of you who are further in the journey, practice think, feel, eat cycles. I do it all the time. My most successful ladies do it all the time because the rest of us just get stuck in a short-term diet. We don't really know how to change this for the long-term. Changing your think, feel, eat cycles to intentionally create results is the key to that. It will happen with ease. It will feel lighter than you think and your life will change the journey. I hope you all have a beautiful week. If you loved today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes.